You're listening to Death of the Reader. I am your host, Herds, and we are enjoying some of the best murder mysteries we've covered in the last three years of doing this show. My goodness. To wrap up today, I'm chatting about our fourth place of recommendation for 2021, with its mystery strong enough to send me just all to pieces, The Tokyo Zodiac Murders by Soji Shimada. Now, we must understand the context of this novel. We've spent a lot of time in Japan this year covering various murder mysteries, seeking to push the boundaries of the genre. Shimada's Tokyo Zodiac Murders is no different. Written in 1981 and considered to be the grandfather of Shinhonkaku mystery, also known as modern deduction-based mystery, it employs a combination of astrology and alchemy, straight-up wizards, and hard clues to construct a devilish puzzle with an ending twist solution that would be quite the feat to determine before our detective does. And of course, we must have our detective, Kiyoshi Mitarai, who at the start of his personal journey is lambasting the work of great Golden Age detective authors, calling Sherlock Holmes and Poirot and the like boring or idiotic at best, slow-running syrups at the worst. At this moment, there is a knock on the door, and he and his sidekick, Kazumi Ishioka, are drawn in to clear the name of an old policeman who is implicated in the murder of a great artiste, named Umizawa, as well as his seven daughters. The only clue we begin with is a testimony from mad old Umizawa himself, lining out the plans to use his daughters in a terrible scheme to create the perfect element, and by extension, the perfect woman known as Azoth. The crime itself being carried out 40 years from the present day in the past, Detective Kiyoshi claims he can solve it within the week, puts away his fortune-telling business, and sets off on a clue-seeing tour to uncover the truth, and maybe even make some friends along the way. This setup leads into an exciting method of unraveling the crime piece by piece, wherein the clues that are uncovered and any eyewitness's testimony is dubious at best, especially when alchemy and magic are involved. This is at the heart of why Flex and I so enjoyed our read of this novel. It is said by Sherlock Holmes that if you eliminate all of the impossible, then whatever possibility remains must be truth. But... Flex and I also enjoy a certain subgenre of mystery fiction that tends to enter the quantum level of understanding. It is possible, however unlikely, that if the truth lies unobserved by a detective, then two possibilities can exist in equal measure at once. Forgive me if my speech is unclear, but this novel puts forward a plot in which our chemical process holds merit, and in order to reach the truth of the matter, you must engage with the insanity of Umizawa and of his seven daughters that were taken apart and arranged to construct this puzzle. This really is why we've regarded this novel so highly, though it is a brutal story and you may not like the truth as you uncover it. You might even have preferred to believe the ravings of a madman before learning the real events that took place 40 years ago. The story itself is sublimely told. Kiyoshi has a certain whimsy to him that is reminiscent of the shenanigans of Sherlock Holmes, but we never quite turn into an action movie to solve all of our problems. Uh, this novel is a statement by Soji Shimada that if you want to revitalize and reinvent the murder mystery genre, you have to approach it with the utmost care without relying on cheap tricks or Hollywood explosions to keep the audience's attention. For the clinical side of the actual murder mystery, the core of it is Umezawa himself, even though his letter produced at the beginning of the novel seems to indicate that he maybe carried out the killings of his daughters, he himself is found inside of a, a locked room, deceased by crushing of the body. 
Uh, as we often say in the business of crime and death, a locked room is never truly a locked room, but the author here presents this and many other occurrences as a kind of impossible situation, echoing the themes of incredible magic and bizarrely reminding us of a time when we believed in impossible things too. Albeit here, instead of pulling a little bunny out of the hat, we have blood and viscera and, and magic and stuff. For those easily disturbed, this may have to be a novel that you miss. Uh, sexual violence and dismemberment of corpses feature heavily in the text of this story, and a huge theme of the novel is of unearthing the gritty details. So please tread lightly if you have interest in the macabre. This grandfather of the Honkaku mystery uses shock and horror to grab the reader roughly by the shoulders and shake them into awareness, which I have to assume is a reflection of the taste of murder mystery readers at the time of his writing. As if the horror weren't enough, Soji Shimada takes the time to insert an Act 1 and an Act 2 interlude in which he directly addresses the reader and asks them how they're doing and if they think they've solved it yet, completely smashing the fourth wall. If this doesn't speak to the confidence of the man's puzzle writing, then I don't know what will. He's so confident, in fact, that he takes a break from the mystery towards the end of the novel to have sidekick Koizumi go off on a sightseeing trip as he tries in vain to catch up to real ace detective Kiroshi. Of course, a time of reading this section might seem strange to include. Why are we spending all this time wandering around Japan looking at moon bridges and talking to doll makers and getting coffee when we could be following our detective and get some answers already? Well, I can say with a certain level of satisfaction that this is now one of my favorite sections of the book. The Tokyo Zodiac Murders has a lot to say about the kinds of detective that we see in murder mystery fiction and why it's important that we get the right character for the job. The who, how, and the why of solving the crime can be just as important as the who of our detective, how they present their situation, and why they're in the profession in the first place. Obviously, I'm, I'm basically dancing madly around spoilers here, but I don't think it's difficult to understand how the right detective can elevate a story far beyond its initial premise. The Tokyo Zodiac Murders by Soji Shimada comes as highly recommended here on Death of the Reader, especially if you're interested in taking that next step into a more introspective mystery and you're not too squeamish. Please tune in next week for the finale of review season and find out what our order is for the top three recommended mysteries of the year. Those, of course, being... Honkaku Mystery The Dekagon House Murders by Yukuto Aetsuji, The Metafiction Double Murder Mystery Crossing the Lines by Solari Gentil, and the ambitious historical murder mystery video game The Last Express by Jordan Mechner. This is Herds. You're listening to 2SCR 107.3.